ministry in the church can be life-giving and life-changing. And in the midst of it, we all need faithful companions along the road. Welcome to Along the Road, a podcast on faith and leadership for ministry leaders of the PCUSA. So you're serving as a ruling elder or a deacon in the church, but you also have almost a dozen other roles, activist, caregiver, technician, receptionist, coach, cheerleader, teacher, friend, fill in the blank. Come join us in the midst of your day, wherever you are, to be inspired in your role in the church, become nourished and renew your call. Formation as a leader doesn't happen all at once. So let's walk along this road together. I'm Martha Miller, a ruling elder and a certified Christian educator serving within the PCUSA Office of the General Assembly. And I'm excited to travel on this journey with you. And today we're joined by Lee Cato as we talk about our call to justice for all of God's children. So welcome, Lee. Thanks. Thanks for having me on the podcast. It's really great to be here. Oh, we're happy that you're here. And if you can't tell, Lee is a fellow podcaster and is also a PCUSA teaching elder. And what else would you like folks to know about you, Lee? Yeah, I am a podcaster. I yeah ordained in the PCUSA. I am the editor of Unbound, which has been a really bl- big blessing into my life. But I, if you can't tell, I am a Southerner. I'm from the uh, South. I'm from South Carolina, and currently live in DC uh, with my husband and my dog Rupert. And yeah, we just kind of stay busy. Nice. One of the things that I know about you, Lee, is your commitment to social justice. For those listeners who either may not be familiar with the term or may have some preconceived notions about what that means, can you help us unpack what we're really talking about when we talk about justice or social justice? Yeah, I think that term has often been thrown around and it is it has been defined in, in a lot of different ways. And so I think for me, how I would define it, for one, I think justice is, I think there are a lot of different parts to it, but calling out injustice, the things that are keeping us, the systems that are keeping us from fully being who God created us to be, fully being and living abundantly like we are called to do it is it is calling out and identifying those systems that really do perpetuate oppression of our siblings whether that be racism or uh, white supremacy or all these things that keep us from being who god created us to be and calling that out but also dismantling those systems to do the work both within ourselves because i think we we all perpetuate these systems in, in a variety of different ways, but to also help communities think through how they might do that as well, how it manifests in their own context. But every time you see someone who, or experience someone who has been oppressed or like you see someone who is not being able to be who they are, that is what I would define it. And justice is repairing that, repairing whatever that relationship is with those folk, whatever is going to give them what they need to have, it -hmm. is doing that work. And we talk about justice like it's an end goal, but I see it as a process, something that is keeping, we have to keep going and doing because it's always going to show up because it's been here for so long. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> injustice has right. been here for so long. And so I do think thinking about it as a process, both for our individual sales, but also a communal process at the same time. It's multifaceted, yeah. I'm still reflecting on some of the things that you pointed out, but I do really like that image of thinking about it as a process instead of a destination. Yeah. That that it's something that we continue to, it's not an achievement, but something that we're working towards continually, knowing that we are sinful people who are not perfect, who are are never going to get it exactly right. Yeah, and I think that that's okay. That's the whole part of the process is we're not going to, I mean, we're going to fail and that's just going to be a given because injustice shows up in so many different ways, whether it's consciously or subconsciously. And that's another thing is that as it unveils itself or reveals itself, the way in which we kind of prime ourselves to handle that is, I mean, we're if we're in the reform tradition, we're reforming and always reforming. And we take that in and ask ourselves, how do we do it better? And some of that, especially for white folk, I will say guilt and shame and doing this work. And if you're in a community or in a church that you've recently found out has directly impacted uh, communities of color, all those, all that guilt and shame starts creeping in. And I do think that we have to deal with that, but that is also what these systems want you to do so it can stop you from doing what you need to do. I think a lot of the times our communities get so wrapped up in the guilt and the shame, that's why we don't deal with it, for one, or we get so overwhelmed about what to do. And I think in a time like we're in right now, we all have to be doing something. And I think anything, <laughs> doing something is what we need to do. Right. And, and I think it is all very contextual. And, and it depends on where you are, what that looks like for you. And it's not going to be the same for everybody else. It's not going to be the same. And I think that's how we deal with the broader scope of what justice is. Because people get so overwhelmed. It's Right. We're in this for the long haul. Like... That's why it's a process because we may never see the fruits of the, we never may never see the fruits of the labor or we may never see the actual change we think in our mind. But that is not our, our productivity or like seeing a result is also a, like a white supremacy culture thing. We have to be in the moment. We have to be in the now to do this work too. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think you, you've named some practical things that this particular audience of listeners can do as ruling elders and deacons. Are there other things that you can think of that would be maybe sources of advice or support as these church leaders are serving within their local congregations and and their connection with their mid-councils? Are there things that you can recommend to them as they serve in these roles? I think for one, I would say, again, it starts with that person. So do your work. But I also think that there also has to be elements of self-care within these things. I think we often see an issue and we, we, in the church culture, we, we kind of sometimes live into a suffering servant model. And I don't think that's very healthy Mm -hmm. that like we have to give all of ourselves 
to this issue. We have to do whatever we can, expel all this energy. And I think one of the things for me in the work of justice, it is a, it is a point of justice to take care of yourself. Because so many systems tell us not to. <laughs> so many things, even the church tells us to work ourselves to the bone to, for, for the work of Christ. And I don't necessarily, I mean, even Christ rested. And, and I think he liked to. <laughs> and uh, Christ went to be alone sometimes. And it takes that a lot of the time. And so that's the, like, take care of yourself in the work because it is hard but I also think one of the practical things that I always like to tell people, we always like to read. I mean, that's a Presbyterian <laughs> educational, you know, thing, read right. a book. And I think that that is needed, but we all, but I always suggest that people read fiction books mm. uh, that are written by uh, marginalized voices uh -huh. um, because when when you when you enter into a world created by by someone who has been silenced or someone who's uh, who is on the margins or society has oppressed, you enter into a world that that person wants to create or see, mm -hmm. and it really changes the orientation of how we do this work. It is we're we're really good at pointing out injustice. Mm -hmm. What we're not so good at is figuring out how to build an equitable society. We always can point out the negative, but I think reading fiction and reading creative works really gives us an idea of how to build and create and work alongside. And that's another thing I think is very important. We cannot do this alone. Mm -hmm. And the church is called to be in partnership, in collaboration with their communities and the people that are around them. And there are people that are doing the work. We don't have to reinvent the wheel. The, right. the church always, sometimes we always think, well, we have to make a program or we have to do this. But there are a lot of people in communities that are doing the work and doing it well and can always use help. And I think you learn from that and to listen <laughs> to the people doing that work is very important because I think we often don't realize specifically in this denomination that many people who are elders, ruling elders, teaching elders, we are people of privilege a lot of the time. And I mm -hmm. think listening and doing that work on how to listen, being led by those who are doing this work um, is very, very important to, to really begin that process. Like it, it doesn't have to be overwhelming. You start where you are. And that is really important that we start locally, grassroots level. Mm -hmm. um, you don't get overwhelmed and you see how it really does manifest in your own community because it does, yeah. Right, yeah, I, I really like that idea. In fact, I wanna add to it that not just the reading of fiction from um, people in marginalized communities, but even other art. Um, mm -hmm. I found that even... Um, some types of artwork can really also, at least I can say personally, have benefited me from what you've described of seeing another perspective. Yeah. I really think those things that you've listed for us are really valuable and really practical and things that we can do. As you said, it starts with us and us doing the work and 
and what important things, you know, we're called to really big things as leaders in the church. And so ways that we can enrich ourselves, enrich our knowledge for ministry to help us connect with all of God's children, how important that is. Well, I know that the PCUSA has lots of resources as well as ways of living up to this call to justice. Are there any that you would want to highlight at all? Um, I know you mentioned Unbound. Do you want to expound on that or are there other things you want to highlight? Yeah, everybody, you should check out Unbound, justiceunbound.org. It is our denomination's faith and justice uh, publishing platform. It's all digital. And so there's articles in there that are written by a variety of different people that speak to a lot of different justice issues. There are devotionals that are specifically written by uh, marginalized communities. There are Lenten devotionals, Advent devotionals that... Uh, speak to scripture in a lot of different ways that I think is also helpful in this work. Mm -hmm. Um, Kind of the theological part. Mm -hmm. I think it's important that um, we also uplift our queer community and Unbound has really taken a lot of, (laughs) as being someone who is queer, it has really kind of lived into that. Um, We do a Queering the Bible series and I think that has been I mean, honestly, life-saving for people. And I think that that has been something that is very, very important because this is, in some ways, it is life-saving work that we are doing. And and I think some of our most greatest resources in this denomination are the people. (laughs) Um, And there are so many great people in this church that I think are doing wonderful things that represent a variety of different perspective and experiences. I would also point out um, some of the documentaries that PDA, Presbyterian Disaster Assistance, puts out. Um, A recent one called Flint. uh, It's about the Flint water crisis and the documentary there. I think it's on Amazon now. It's on like streaming services. But yeah, and listen to the podcast, A Matter of Faith. We bring on people who are, we talk about justice stuff every, every week. And yeah, you can get it wherever you get your podcasts, just like this one. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. And glad that we can support each other in this way, because it certainly has been a real blessing to have you with us today, Lee. So thanks so much for joining us and for sharing from your heart. There is so much we have yet to learn and so many ways all of us need to grow. And I certainly pray that as we go out from wherever we are, as we listen to this episode, that we might carry some of it with us. So thank you so much for bringing such good good words for us to reflect on, Lee. Well, thank you for having me. It was really good to be here. We hope that you've been nourished through this episode of Along the Road. You're invited to visit the website for PCUSA Leader Formation for additional nourishment for ruling elders and deacons. PCUSA.org slash leader dash formation. This has been the Along the Road podcast. We look forward to crossing paths with you again soon.